1: I feel like I want to add lib over this again.
0: <laughs> no. Add your own like little remix touch. Yeah, hey, to we
1: it. gotta remix this shit. <laughs> hey
0: everyone, this is Aaron Ashley Simon. And this is
1: Brandon Killer BH all.
0: And welcome to another episode of Grassroots Podcast, where it's not just about where you're going, where you currently are, but it's also about where you came from. Today we have a special guest. I'm gonna let Brandon introduce him this time.
1: No, I'm fight fans. I'm I'm excited. I don't know about y'all, <laughs> but I'm a fight fan. I'm going to let our guest introduce himself.
2: What's up, everybody? This is Dewan Blake, part of the TMT movement slash affiliation management movement. I'm in the building, baby. In the building. In the building. Very
1: excited, thankful, and uh, grateful to have you with us.
2: Thank you for inviting
1: me. So much to touch on in in such short time. I know. uh, Let's let's get into it. You can normally ask your normal uh, question that you normally go with that's very popular amongst the uh, viewers and listeners.
0: (laughs) All right. So if you had to describe yourself, what would you say?
2: Um, it depends. If you ask me to describe myself as a father or you ask me to describe myself as just overall.
0: Overall, you, you, you are you.
2: Cause you know, um, my perspective changes different when I'm around my kids than when I'm to myself. So I'm normally, like I said, to myself. Um, I think more when I'm to myself. So um that's where we at. I just feel that like I'm just I'm a cool person. Cool.
1: Less with the bullshit, I would say.
0: Yo, oh, he's he's so calm for Yo, he's I'm in I'm the t- boxing world. <laughs> like he's too calm.
1: Let me tell you all the introduction I got. When I when when Dewan <laughs> hit me He was like, Yo man, what's going on? Yes, yeah, is Dewan. What you need? I'm like, yeah, man, big fan, just want to work with you, you know, I'm really excited about this. He's like, all right, cool, we can do it. Like, he sounds like an R&B singer. Like, late night, (laughs) late night R&B radio. This is two (laughs) point (laughs)
0: five.
1: Nah, but that's cool, though. So, I mean, let's talk a little bit. So, let's talk about your journey, because, I mean, just what I know about you, um, just from you living from in, in the city and then... Then ending up in such a, a big career, like talk to us about how that happened, and, and you know where where you see yourself going and things like that.
2: Um, I actually was I was getting into a couple of things.
0: Okay, mm. as far
2: as being in New York, growing up, but um, I was born in White Plains, New York. Okay, and um, I moved to the Bronx when I was probably in sixth grade, and um, I've stayed there ever since. But um, as far as Uh the journey, me coming out to Las Vegas and starting the boxing campaign or the movement, it was just the lock of the draw. Like, you know, Floyd just happened to be my family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, his older sister, which is Tawana, she had came out to New York. During that time, make a long story short, I ended up, uh, if you really want to know the story, I'm gonna tell you the story. Tell us the story. Yes, So I was please. going to, um, I was in high school and uh, I used to always go on like a family vacation every summer. My grandfather would take us on a family vacation. Make a long story short, this one particular teacher, me and her didn't really get along too well. And uh, me and my principal, which was, her name was Miss Medina, she was a Spanish lady, and she was somewhat jealous. The teacher was somewhat jealous of me and my, the principal's relationship. Every time i get in trouble, she'd be like, just come sit in my office, one. Everything gonna be okay, da 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 Make a long story short, that teacher, Miss uh, the Spanish teacher, she ended up failing me in her class. So my mom had told me like, "Yo, if you fail this class, you ain't going nowhere for your family for the vacation with your cousins." So I'm like, "Damn!" So I ended up make a long story short, ended up robbing my Spanish teacher because I was offended by how she, you know, I just I just felt like she violated me. Like I was, I was trying to work hard to passed her class. I felt I was doing everything I needed to do. So I ended up taking her purse, robbing my teacher. Then I ended up getting in trouble for it. So police came, locked me up when I was in school. And uh, they ended up uh, just giving me uh, a robbery as a, they charged me as a felony, uh, as a felony, but it was a youthful felony. So after a certain amount of years, I guess the felony would drop off your record and you'll just be a, a youth crime or whatever. So make a long story short, went through that shit, ended up, uh, ended up graduating high school through, they put me in a program. I was going to Stevenson High School in the Bronx. Me and mm-hmm. Remy went to school together, Remy Ma. Oh,
1: shout out to her. So oh, yeah.
2: I used to watch Remy bang on tables, make beats, all that type of shit. I saw her do everything. But um, I ended up getting kicked out of school in Stevenson. So I was kicked out for, like, mad long, and my mom had told me, uh, if you don't do nothing... Whatever, then you gotta get the fuck out of my house. Mm. So I was like, I was into the streets, hustling, doing everything I was doing. But um, after that, I was just my mom was like, you know, I ended up getting into this program called City Ass. I don't know if it still exists right now in, in New York, but it's called City Ass High High School, C I T Y A S High High School. So it's basically a program where you don't have to go to school. Mm-hmm. You could basically be mentored by like architect firms judges whatever it may be so they put me in that program through a friend of mine that lived in co- i'm from co-op city so a friend of mine father that lived in co-op city his name is jason god bless the dad him and his his dad heard about my story and he ended up trying to guide me to graduate high school with a regular high school regent's diploma you know it's the biggest thing just to make sure that you graduate with the Regents mm-hmm. diploma so he put me in the program, started working through different. I was working at like an architect firm on it Avenue, Zikorski and the Tyro. And they just had me come to come to the program. I'll sit there, work with them. And uh, they ended up, I have to report to the City-ass program at the end of the week for my work. Like they give me a work for the week. So they give me the work. I do it for the week. At the end of the week, I hand, bring the hand it in to mm-hmm. the people. So God willing, I was able to graduate high school like that. And uh, courtesy of a guy that lived in my neighborhood, black guy. And um, so I went to TCI. After that, my mom was like, yo, what you going to do after this high school shit? What are you going to do? So I ended up going to TCI, which is the technical school in Manhattan. Um, And that's when Floyd came along. Um, One day I was in class, and his sister had called me and told me that they was in New York. And... Uh, she was like, uh, I'm like, where y'all out in New York? And my class was on Eighth Avenue that day. And when they was at TGI Friday across from Madison Square Garden, they used to have like a TGI Friday. Whatever. I don't know if you're familiar with the city, but mm-hmm. yeah. Make a long story short, I ended up going to meet them there. Saw Floyd there. I think he was with like Damon Dash or something like that. They was working on some uh, a Rockaway sponsored deal. Yeah, 'cause you like be that. sponsored by yeah, him at yeah, one yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I bugged out when I saw that shit. I'm like, oh shit, he's with Damon Dash and shit. What the hell is this shit? So um, he was just like, uh, I ended up going to the club with him. I wasn't even old enough to get in the club. I ended up going to the club. Then I was just like, hey, I want to go out to Vegas. Like I need to do something. And like time went on, time went on. And a friend of mine I grew up that I grew up with named Sheldon, he always told me the story. He was like, uh, I'm like, yo, my cousin's such and such. He's like, motherfucker, stop lying. Why are you lying? <laughs> so I'm like, I'm dead serious. I'm like, I'm about to get the fuck up out of here. And uh, I went out f- to Vegas for a fight. I think he had for Jose Luis Castillo. And I went out there for a fight. Then I just started going out there for like vacation. And I was like, you know what? Let me just stay out here. Ain't shit at all for me to do in New York. So mm-hmm. let me just stay out here. And so that's how I ended up out in Vegas, actually.
1: Yeah. So that's that's pretty. I, I, that, have you ever even told that story? I never even heard that before. <laughs> that's my story. That's crazy. That's crazy. So you went from robbing someone to then getting an education and then ending up with your cousin Floyd.
2: So the guy who helped me graduate with the Regents diploma, him and his son ended up dying. Oh wow, that's crazy. His, his dad died of like natural causes of a heart attack, and my man Jason ended up getting killed. Oh
1: man. Sorry, but, yeah, rest in and peace. That's that's, that shit. sucks.
2: So, he's the reason why I owe it to his dad of why I ended up graduating high school
1: and being and successful. A yeah.
2: Degree. But you know, it was still more shit. It was a whole bunch of stuff. It was, this shit just didn't happen overnight. You yeah. know, I just, mm-hmm. um, the more kids I started to have, the more I wanted to just do something different.
1: Mm-hmm. But, now, did you always uh, like have a passion for boxing? Never.
2: Never am I never, ever, ever. Really?
0: So then how'd, just, you, how'd you get into sparring? It was just, uh,
2: I, I just did that for fun. That was just, just to do it for fun. So I manage, I have a management company, which is affiliation management. So I manage over 16 fighters.
1: Shit.
2: World-class fighters. I have like two champions right now. So I have a squad of fighters that's, you know, they say the boxing business. Anybody get in the boxing business? Like, you know, like Don King, he's a murderer. You know, he... Mm-hmm. He went, you know, he went to jail forever, but he still ended up being one of the biggest promoters in boxing history. Yeah. So you know, it's just like um, just want to do something. I don't know what else. I don't have like a college degree or none of that. I don't. This is my glitch. You
1: yeah, that's how you're able to fit in. So I mean, when yeah. when you're training your fighters now, because you you obviously are with the world class, the the, yeah. the best of the best. What are the some uh, some of the things that you kind of try to instill in them that you I guess have either picked up from Florida or just from uh, other fighters that you've been around that you feel is very important when growing as a boxer? Just the dedication
2: for, it, you know, like a lot of kids get blinded by the money once they get the money. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And that's where the problems start. So the dedication is more to it, sticking to your craft. Like I always tell the fighters, like God gave y'all a gift, not too many people are given that gift to be able to do what you do. Mm -hmm. So it's like you take advantage of the opportunities that presents itself for you, I would say. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So who are some of the fighters that you manage, for those who don't know?
2: I have Andrew Tabidi, Ronald The Thrill Gravel. I have so many. Ladarius Miller. I got all the young up-and-coming fighters. I have Dylan Price. He's fighting at Barclays October 14th on the card. So um, I got an army, man. So many fighters. Ishe Smith see Theo Payne I have a, a young lady I just signed the only lady who is to ever be Clarissa Shields.
1: That name sounds familiar. Clarissa
2: Shields is the gold medalist that won two gold medals. Two mm. gold medals? Yes, 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 uh, yes, yes. Well, yes. on her record she has one loss and no one knows about this loss but I just recently signed the girl who she has that one loss to. Mm. Her name is Savannah Marshall. She's from uh, London, UK. Okay. Oh yeah. so, um. She just fought on the undercard of Floyd and McGregor, actually. She was the only
1: female to fight on that undercard. Yeah. That, was a, that was a big fight. I saw that fight, actually. It was huge. It was huge. It was a good entertainment And Man, well, I, I feel like I should have known that, though.
2: <laughs> it was a good one.
1: So, I mean, like, when when you're training, like, because... I don't
2: train. Like, I don't train. Like, only person I really train is, like, Floyd or Isha. Like, well,
1: that's I what helped, I'm saying. Yeah. I'm going back to Floyd now, because... I'm just, from a correlations perspective, right. you're, you, you're training world-class athletes and now stepping into a management side. So is that, is, how's the adjustment for you?
2: I know like the, I know what it takes to become a world champion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if I'm able to, you know, it's, it's, it's a needle in a haystack actually to find great. You'll never find greatness like Floyd. Mm-hmm. You know? That shit don't come often. And you're yeah. not going to find it no, anytime soon so um that's how i uh pick my fighters i would say so if i see that they could dedicate their craft or dedicate their time to they craft what they have then i'm like okay then i could deal with it mm-hmm. so some of them you know there may be a few that don't really give two shits about it that just train just to get a check yeah you know what i'm saying so
1: they're not really dedicated to the not sport. Really so the sport. it's just more like a, I'm just punching in really quick right. versus actually building a career right. on it. Right. So, yeah. what does it
0: really take? Because, you know, I mean, I watch boxing, but I don't know the ins and outs behind the scenes with that, like preparation and everything like that. So, in, in your, I guess, mind, what does it take to be a world champion?
2: Mm, just hard work, man. You know, you have some kids that go to the gym and that don't like, that doesn't like sparring. Really doesn't like fighting other fighters, like I've saw Floyd, he puts more work in the gym than he does in the ring on fight night. Meaning he works hard in the gym just so it could be easy for him on fight night.
0: Because
2: mm. when we're looking at it, you guys are just looking at, oh, he's just uh, boxing and just moving. But you don't see what the work that he puts in in the gym when he has to go out there and prepare for these fights.
1: Well, that's because y'all don't make it yeah, available so, for us on, on the, uh, on I the tra- thing. Our
2: tra- training camps are open to the public. You'll have to just be in Vegas
1: to come and see it. I mean, oh, so I that's camp, the only so way you can do it. Oh, yeah, I to always thought, Vegas. just mind now, I always thought yeah. it was always closed off. Nah, he, ha- he has it open to the public. Anybody <laughs> could come in our I'd
2: training and out the man. <laughs> but he just doesn't allow people to sp- uh, record him sparring
1: oh got you got you got you okay, so okay okay okay
2: he does more damage in spawn like he kills try to go out he go all out in spawn but he take it easy on fight night mm. so meaning yeah. he prepared himself to go to war, but he prepared himself to make it an easier opportunity for him to do what he need to do so meaning he put all the work in in the gym then on fight night he could slide he just through shows. and just do what he do that's crazy See, not too many people got that talent.
1: I was about to say, that's crazy. It, yeah. Normally, it's in reverse. Normally, you take it easy in sparring and then just give your all and nah, you actually on easy. the event. No, no
2: such thing as taking it easy in sparring. It's either you get, be killed or get, you know, it's one man against, at the end of the day, one punch could change the whole game up. True. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your whole life could change up off of, off of one punch. Yeah.
1: So I mean, what uh, speaking of one punch, but there was there ever a time where you know, um, obviously being in, in in different all these different uh, events and fights, was there ever a time where you really were kind of concerned, like for example, like Mosley when 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 he got hit during the Mosley fight, what was the first thing that, that that ran through your mind?
2: I was concerned. I was just saying, just like just hold your composure. That's what yeah. they say in the gym. Just he always say like he. He blocks out everybody that's in that arena. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 hard for me to explain to. Yeah, you'll have to. I get, this, I get you know it. What I'm saying it's yeah. Hard. But yeah, that's like we'll never see it again.
1: He he's yeah. one of the greatest, and but so, I mean, so they don't. They always say you. They
2: never. you'll they'll never appreciate me until I'm gone. Yeah, and that's how it's gonna end up being. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. they booed him his whole career. Our own people booed him. Yeah, you understand know what I'm saying? So yeah. how are you gonna? For an example mcgregor fight mcgregor had more people cheering for him than floyd had cheering for him you know of course our people are gonna stick with each other but mm-hmm. yeah. still you would think just him being an american fighter and a kid from overseas coming to america to fight him that they will support the person behind someone else
1: mm-hmm.
2: so that's all he always, that's what made him who he is
1: yeah I think it's like two sides of the coin, though. Because As far you, you, you mean, all right. So, McGregor, I, the way I always uh, look One at it. An example
2: for you. I got a question for you now. <laughs> Have you ever been in the house, you per se? I'm going to talk about you. you a or, yeah, I'm a, I'm okay, a you're a Floyd fan? fan. Yeah, I'm a Floyd fan. But has there been a time when in your head where you was like, you know what? I want Floyd to lose? Never. 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 But you've been around people that you, friends, I bet, that people be like, oh, they want him to lose. This?
1: Like, yeah. Um. There's two, yeah. It's like two, two friends I have. Two yeah. friends I have that that were like nah. Yeah. like they wanted him to lose bad.
0: But even yeah. even if they do, they know he's not gonna lose. Like that's even with the, the McGregor the fight, of, they were like, "Oh, I want him to lose," yeah. you know but we know he's not gonna I lose. Heard
2: say that he was gonna lose to McGregor. I've heard that by so many people.
1: That, but that, that, yeah, that, yeah, that's just an experience. Like, if you're really a yeah. fan of the sport and you really watch it, right. you you understand that this is. I they, everyone gave him the whole puncher's chance. Right. I get that. That that's get that out the window. If we're talking about skill and technique and just training, I can't take that away from McGregor. But it's it's not on the same par. Right. You got to think about you know breath control, technique, uh, being able to assess situations, being able to adjust. I never was really concerned with the fight i I was concerned with the first five rounds i'll say just because i i i follow mcgregor and i see how he engages his opponents and i know that he's he's very awkward and and, you know he's he's a different type of fighter right that's where my concern was but overall as far as winning i I knew who was going to win the fight like there was never a doubt in my mind even with the first few rounds that were a little rocky it was like all right if you know Floyd, he, he's kind of picking his opponent apart mentally. He's he's trying to see where the uh, his opportunities lie. Mm-hmm. So it was never one of those things for me. I don't I don't know if Aaron, how Aaron feels about it, but for me, it was never been a question. I
0: mean, I knew he honestly. I I felt I'm trying to figure out how to word this. I knew he was gonna win, and I felt like that fight. I wouldn't say was pointless, but. I just I, I just felt like I'm not going to spend money on this because I already know that Floyd was going to win. Like, I just, I knew it. Yeah. It wasn't like a fight where, like, okay, this is going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. You know, this could be close. No, I felt like he was going to win, so I didn't even really bother to watch it, to be honest.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, well, most people did feel like that, but most people also kind of felt like it was just like a money grab. It was like, all right, why, why are we yeah. even the looking name, at this the name, fight? The
2: name of the fight game is called prize fighting.
1: Yeah. You
2: fight for a prize.
1: That, but that's what I said. I said. That's the only reason he was going to come back out. It, it, if he was going to come back out, I said this would yeah. be the fight. And not even just for bragging, he knew he was going to win the fight. It, how big can we make this purse?
0: And it was a win-win situation because now Conor is like the highest-paid UFC fighter in history.
1: But yeah, that's the other thing too. Yeah. Like it, it worked out for both the fighters, but I just think, um and I think maybe maybe you can test it. Do you guys give him a little bit more credit, McGregor, uh, McGregor, than 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 what it was? Because be honest, I didn't see it going like that. Like I didn't see, and and I, and I take into consideration uh Ring rust from Floyd because I know I heard he was he wasn't training like at all. Like he legitimately just kind of chilled and was traveling, but. I didn't see him being uh, being able to adapt that much.
2: Sold it to the public. Yeah, that's
1: all it was. Yeah, we bought it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it was a good show.
1: It, it was. It was. Would you? Would you? If you had to go do it again, would you do it again, though? Well, I wouldn't no. Shit,
2: that's how we eat.
1: I get it. <laughs> I
0: get it. Did it end up being the the match that had the, the highest amount ever? Ever. yeah gross. I
1: did yeah did ever over, gross.
2: Uh, just think about it. the highest gross was a super Bowl the up meaning live gate meaning people coming up paying for tickets, so he did that you know, think about a Super Bowl hole like sixty thousand people yeah. yeah he did that was just
1: like twelve thousand people that's crazy mm. that's crazy is it so when you're when you're going to these different events, like do you ever um like, all right. So uh, you know how there's times where there's maybe that one person in your crew that's a, a little fearful or a little apprehensive or just worried, I guess. As far is, as what? As far as the next opponent or or the next uh, challenger that that's coming across the board. Has there ever been a time where you where y'all looked at somebody in your crew like, damn, are you serious right now? Like you've been around this long, you still don't get it? Like, like it's uh,
2: I've never we've never we never had none of that type of shit. Yeah. Now nah, we just been doing it so long. That's probably what it is. Mm. But, you know, a lot of new people come around, so probably they, I don't know. I don't talk too much. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, yeah I heard, I heard we'll you're the quiet one. That. You're the quiet one, very observant. <sighs> yeah, a learner. He,
0: he's, he's mad chill now. <laughs> he's mad <chill.
1: laughs> Y'all got to see one man. Juwan is <laughs> just chill, man. Don't, don't do too much. How do you manage to stay so humble at, at such a height? My mom. My mom, you know, everybody have, we, we all have our moments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But
2: I'm always grounded. Um, got the same friends I grew up with. You know, it was just, I live one place, they live another place. Yeah,
0: and it must, On the West Coast. And it must be also that you have kids. Have so children. that adds another perspective too. I have too. girls. Four girls? How's all, that?
2: Four girls. Nice. I got four girls. So um, I've had my oldest since she was in the third grade. She was raised out here with me and she's been in Vegas now it's her first year of high school so it's like um it's cool I talk my shit to them you know I'm I'm a dad that don't I tell them the real shit yeah you understand what I'm saying I can't they wouldn't God pray to God that they won't but I hope
1: there will be no guy that'll be able to try to fool my daughters, and you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, that's got to be a big worry, especially in this day and age, and just how people are and malicious. How you know what I mean? Especially you being as a woman, I'm sure you can attest. So that's why you have
2: to tell your kids now about how guys are. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Guys, girls, whatever, vice versa. So it's like I don't sugarcoat no nothing to my old, especially to my oldest. Like, I tell her, like, at yeah. the end of the day, have to time, guys just, at the end of the day, they just want
0: some. Do you Without talk to them, own... too, about, like, you know, since you work with Floyd, you guys are around the glitz and the glam and even some some not-so-good vices. Do you talk to them about that, too?
2: Yeah, they know about all that. They've been around it for a long time, so, you know, they're able to, uh, you know, they have their special people who they like, but they know the difference. You understand I'm they know the Hollywood shit and the regular, you know, who to, mm-hmm. h- how to
1: be. And you, you know? think you think they've learned that just from being around, or just because you're you're kind of yeah. yeah yeah you keep it real with them. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, probably yeah, important yeah, yeah, for you, yeah. especially your upbringing. You yeah. kind of want to change the tide and, and kind of want to make sure that they have right. all the knowledge that they are supposed to have. Right. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah I tell yeah. them all that. Okay. I, all at right.
2: the end of the day, I used to just pray that I was able to make my daughter able to see my daughter make it to high school. Yeah when I was young I had my daughter young yeah so that's what I used to do I used to just be like God just let me at least just make it to let me see her be in high school yeah because you know at the end of the day life is short Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Life we was living like we don't know we'll be here today going tomorrow
1: yeah so. That's, that's true. I mean, and now
2: I must pray for more. You understand what I'm saying? I don't. I, I saw the high school.
1: Well, that well, that's, that was going to be my next question, just to kind of kind of close. What can we expect from you in, in the future? You know, what what so, is the future in affiliation
2: uh, management? Uh, Sixteen fighters. Check out my uh, website at affiliation. I mean, www.affiliationmanagement.com. I have a. Uh, I just started a new venture in Las Vegas, which is a multimedia facility. It's called Crossover Studios. That's crossover, spelled X-O-V-E-R, studios.com. Basically a multimedia facility. I have a recording studio, green screen room, uh, event theater. I mean, event section in the back holds 2,500 people. Um, I'm just looking to just do different things, get into as far as the management, um... I don't know if you guys, you guys got to check out the play Closet Bitch. I don't know if you guys ever heard about it. Mm-hmm. But a young lady named Shauna Solomon out of the Bronx. She's a, a comedian slash actress. Um, that's my new venture with affiliation management. I'm managing her now. Um, she's on Off-Broadway now. Okay. So you could check her show on Off-Broadway. That's Closet Bitch. Um, it's an amazing show. It's a young lady gro- growing up in the Bronx that's telling her life story. Uh, Dealing with a mother that's a, I think her mom may have graduated from Princeton. Mm-hmm. Princeton graduate, uh, going through life problems with her, her, her father. And she basically plays a one-woman show. She plays her dad, plays her mom, plays the girlfriend, and also plays her. Mm-hmm. So um, it's amazing. Got to check it out. It's on Off-Broadway now. Um, and she's going to be touring soon. And she's also on the show Shades of Blue. Yeah, okay. Jennifer Lopez. Mm-hmm. Mm. So you could check her out on there. She actually shot the movie, uh, some new movie that just came out, Greek something. I forgot. Some some I forgot the name of the movie. But right. she's in a lot of she's doing a lot of things. So affiliation management, we're looking into not just uh focusing on boxing, but overall entertainment as a whole. It could be basketball, baseball, acting, actresses, whatever. Okay. Whatever it is, I'm trying to do my work to be able to put the people in the right direction.
1: I like that. I like that. All right. So I mean, I know you got to, we got you gotta go rather. Yeah, we gotta go. Honor, uh, really appreciate you stopping honor. in with yeah. us. Thank I know you're you. super busy. You got a lot going on, visiting family and things like that. So again, on behalf of the grassroots thank you family. For having me. Thank you. Uh appreciate it. And ladies and gentlemen, Dewan Blake. Grassroots.